0: This past February, I had a series of panic attacks. They increased in both frequency and intensity until I had a full-blown nervous breakdown. What followed was a blur of doctor's visits, new medications, unconscious days, and sleepless nights. I lost about two months and 30 pounds, and I scared the shit out of my family and friends. I terrified myself. For a while, I didn't know if I was going to make it. Or if I wanted to. But I did. I'm on the other side, I hope, and I can start to see how my mental illness was getting the best of me. And you know what the best part is? This is far from the first time I've gone through it. Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in, and the haunt is on. Break. Though it is abundantly clear to me now, I've been suffering with this my entire life, though I've only been officially diagnosed for roughly 15 years. I have an extreme form of obsessive-compulsive disorder, the severity of which varies most days between pretty difficult to excruciating. Now, before you picture my chubby silhouette repeatedly flipping a light switch or wiping the ironic phrase off a doormat, my condition manifests a bit differently. This isn't to say that anyone who suffers from physical compulsions aren't living in their own hell, just a different one than mine. While the DSM only recognizes the broad term of OCD as official, there are countless subcategories, from fearing that you have or will hurt others, to fear of your own sexuality, to an obsessive fear that your partner will die or leave you. They have names like Harm OCD or Relationship OCD or Contamination OCD. Again, these aren't scientific delineations, but rather, I believe, a way for folks to feel included and not alone. No matter the particular brand of OCD, the condition is extremely isolating, and these terms give names to the particular obsessions, compulsions, and the horror sufferers face, and let them know that they aren't, in fact, alone. There's always room beneath the OCD umbrella for what your brain throws at you. As for me, I've gone through many of the different genres, slowly getting over one form of obsession before my brain latches onto another. Like I said, I don't suffer from the physical compulsions, like hand washing. I fit into the category known as pure O, or purely obsessional, sort of OCD. The name is misleading, as there are still compulsions, but they're only mental. It should be called purely mental or non-physical, but whatever. For me, this manifests as such. I'll have an intrusive thought about something I have done or will do, and I'll fixate on that. Most people have these unusual thoughts, like, what if I jump off the platform as the train pulls in? Or, what if I take all my clothes off and start a trash can on fire? And for many, these thoughts or images float away as soon as they appear, and they are dismissed without more than a shake of the head. Maybe it's because I love the horror genre, but in any case, my mind will throw the most atrocious most deviant, unacceptable, and appalling content at me, and rather than dismiss it as ridiculous and move on, I can't help but try and understand something I never will. Why? Pros refer to this as being an ego-dystonic idea, something that is so opposite of your moral fiber that you can't let the abhorrence go, and you are paralyzed by the notion that, if you can think it, you are capable of it. And it means that the very foundation of who you thought you were is broken, or false. Now, I could ramble on about this for hours, and doing so actually does help quite a bit. But here's a standard line of thinking when a frightening thought enters my mind. Why did I think that? What's wrong with me? There must be some truth to it, or I wouldn't have thought it, right? A good person wouldn't even think those things, let alone do them. You're an imposter, and the thought is a product of your real identity. Everyone will find out soon enough, then you'll end up in jail, a casket or living in a makeshift hamlet deep in the woods, waiting for pitchfork-wielding villagers to find you and make you atone. It's brutal, terrifying, and exhausting. Saying it aloud just now, I can see how outlandish it all sounds. And it feels like a dizzying, meaningless spiral. But when I'm actually in one of the episodes, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Some days are better than others, just as one minute or second can feel vastly different than the one before. But the thing about OCD is that it is always there, lurking. I honestly don't remember even a five-minute period where I wasn't arguing with my own mind. This is standard operating procedure for me. It's awful, often debilitating, painful, and relentless. But it is who I am. And with nearly two decades of therapy and a constant cycle of medication, I am, for the most part, able to manage my symptoms. Though, sometimes I let my guard down, like I did this year, and step into total implosion. These month long episodes happen every few years and are precipitated by major life events, like divorce, finishing PhD exams, deaths. This has been one of those times. Many of you know that last year we sold literally everything we owned and moved to Central America. Our dream had come true, but, as life does, a curveball was thrown our way family health issues, and luckily, a dream job offer for my partner brought us back to the States. We are starting over, and the year of moving, transitioning, changing, and growing took a toll on me, a much more hefty one than I realized. If you haven't given up and you're still listening, thank you. But why am am I rambling on about all this? One, because I wanted to update you on when new content will be coming out. I've been getting messages about it, and I felt like I owed it to you to give that update. Here it is. Soon. I can't guarantee a date, because I'm still trying to get myself back to somewhere close to 100%. The show is a labor of love. I've got my partner's support, and the wonderful feedback from all those listening, but I still need to write, record, edit, and publish content on my own. I also need to compose music for the new season. And I do this between teaching full-time editing part-time for another spooky podcast you might know of, and spending as much time as I can at the local animal shelter. While normally writing and being creative helps with my mental illness, right now walking, playing with, or simply loving scared dogs makes me feel like I have purpose. So I'm sorry for the long-winded sob story, but again, I wanted to update you all. Thank you profusely for your support and kindness, and promise that an all-new season will happen. Hopefully sooner, rather than later. And one last thing. If any of this resonated with you, or you are struggling mentally in any way, know that you're not alone. I spent many years thinking there was something wrong with me and feeling like no one would understand. Don't let that feeling rule your life. Reach out. Talk to someone. Hell, shoot me a message. I'd love to listen. And whatever I can't give in advice, I'll make up for in self-deprecating humor. Thank you all again. I love you. And the Ghost Modernist will return.